Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. We are still your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing, and Player 3 has entered Alex's game, and he somehow found time to play more games than I did. But before we get to all of that, bleh. Yeah, before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now is a Patreon. Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. Usually, Brian doesn't do the homework, and he didn't do it this time, but that's fine. <laughs> I did. Oh, you did, did you? He had time. We called him out early enough. That he yeah, I called myself out, in, to be honest. Early enough, in the day that, early enough in the day that he could squeeze in an hour and, like, whatever, 15 minutes to listen to an album. But good enough. We'll take it. Uh, on the side quest, we do all kinds of other random stuff, talking about things adjacent to video games, as well as our lives and whatever else going on. Uh, lately focusing on music because we can't eat stupid sugary snacks and drinks much anymore because we're getting old and some of us are now diabetic. Like me. Um, Potentially me. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) And and probably you, but we don't know for sure yet. You're like pre-diabetic. Side note on that. I I ran to Office Depot today to grab some labels that Nicole wanted us to print. And they had this little plastic bin full of those um like you know like the after dinner mints but they're like larger peppermint things that come out around christmas time yeah yeah you can get like a bin of like a hundred of them or whatever yeah there was a point in time over this past christmas where i would eat like a full bin of those in the matter of like two days because they're delicious i think i think i'm on the come down from the diabetes (laughs) i caught the come down of the diabetes when you know that all went down but anyway I, I, it's funny as I think about things that happened in the recent past, I'm like, I was definitely probably very close to, if not definitely diabetic. So, well, you said you yeah, ran yeah. to the store. That should help. It's good <laughs> to get exercise. Have they, they, yeah, but your doctor didn't do like the, are you going to lose your feet thing yet to you? Have they? Cause mine did. I, <laughs> I haven't talked to my doctor about it because I'm afraid if I do, then it's real. <laughs> yeah no uh take care of your bodies everyone because yes. diabetes is expensive so yeah um yeah you could lose anyway. a foot literally yeah. you, it costs you a hand and a foot <laughs> or maybe both feet and hands depending on how you play the game true story I still have both of your feet <laughs> i still have them for now okay uh luckily i passed the test to make sure that i'm not losing any feeling in them that's good. But that's good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe on Twitch as well using your free Amazon Prime subscription that Jeff Bezos so graciously gives you if you feel like doing that uh, instead of the Patreon. Both are great ways to help us pay for our hosting, uh, sometimes video games, sometimes prizes for people but yeah alex any bumpers for the network yes the horror movie boys talked about doom on their latest full episode that is the video game film starring Dwayne the rock johnson carl urban and several other people i assume uh please check (laughs) that out uh and they have a tiny tear out as well about jackass at the public library 4.5 I don't know what that means. I believe Tim also talks about the Evil Dead game, which we were going to talk about on this episode, but then I never gave copies to anybody, and then then I have a baby now, so I haven't played any of it myself either. But he has a baby now. (laughs) Maybe we can figure something out with that. Uh, They are going to be beginning the summer of Cronenberg, David Cronenberg, over on Horror Movie Your Book, because I think he has a new movie coming out. At some point this oh, year. Oh, that's the and one with like Vigo Mortensen and the girl from uh, from Death Stranding, right? You know more about it than I do. So uh, that sounds yeah, the, great, though. The girl in from Death Stranding that plays yeah. uh, Fragile is uh, also in that movie with Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> I can't remember uh, what it's called, but it's supposedly raising a ton of like... 
it's it's supposedly very controversial. Mm. That sounds so, about right for Cronenberg. And, yeah. But H- Hideo yeah. Kojima has been promoting it heavily on his personal Instagram. So yeah. I think sure be- Cron- just because Cron- he likes to, he just likes to promote all of his friends and the things that they do. Like he's well, got to yeah. be the the dopest friend ever because he's just your constant cheerleader in the background. Like for sure, I, well, I wish he listened to our podcast. <laughs> so then he'd just like there'd be random posts of us, like zooms of our faces on his Instagram of the Midwest Game Nerds podcast. Because he's Today, always he's, they talked about he posts, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> he posts all kinds of really awesome like pictures of like the figurines that he gets as like promotional goods. Like he got a Paddington Bear one that's like, I mean it, it's like a 16 inch tall Paddington here's Bear. Here's the thing that was like a week or two ago. I'm pretty sure there's not a new Paddington movie out. I think he literally went and bought that because he wanted it, and then he took a picture of it and was like, "I got Paddington today." Like that's yeah. He, he, he'll, but he like, does that for like a ton of different action yes. figures and vinyls and things like that, and. Like, he's always posting movie posters and stuff. He's constantly promoting everything that he likes. He's like, this is also good. And it's good because I listen to it and or I watch it or I'm reading it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, he's he's just awesome, man. Well, I look forward to David Cronenberg being the next uh, person to deliver things to in Death Stranding 2 or whatever <laughs> it ends up being. Death Stranding uh, but, 2 has been teased, so that yes. is something that we According can talk about. According to Norman about. Reedus, he's working on, quote-unquote, the next one of those. Yeah. But uh, he might also just not know what he's talking about. Who knows? It might just be, like, something that... It's, it's probably Kojima's just... It, like, hey, Norman, please come over. I want to shoot some stuff. And it's, like, just for his own personal collection of, like, weird shit yeah, he's, that he's Yeah, he's going to have his own version of, like, Salary Man, but it's Norman Reedus doing the dances and stuff. <laughs> It's Norman Reedus in 43D3D3. Perfect. Uh, right? All of that to say that uh, Scanners is the next full-length horror movie yearbook uh, uh, discussion starting there, Summer of Cronenberg. Please look for that in the very new future, if not uh, this Friday uh, coming up. So, Is it a chronological viewing of Cronenberg? No, but that's a great podcast. It should, be, it should just be like... The Chronicles of Cronenberg. Chronological Cronenberg is uh, that's our new prog rock band. We got it's, rid it's of the, the the logo is the Chrono Trigger logo, but it says Cronenberger. <laughs> sure. That come on, that was that's probably the best thing I've ever come up with. That's pretty <laughs> like, good. That's pretty good. <laughs> you should probably make that for them, and that'll be their logo for the summer. Of right. And everybody will be like, "What the fuck is this logo?" Cronenberger. <laughs> what? Why does it look like the Chrono Trigger logo? Anyways, yeah. Brian, what have you been playing? Uh, Brian's the one that's played a lot more video games. John, I have not played more video games than you. Just to correct your intro, but yes, John, uh, Brian, please tell us. Haven't played games that much, honestly. But I guess uh, I think after I may have said I'm sick of Destiny, I started playing Destiny some more because they had new content come out. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of sick of it again already, and it's only been a couple you. weeks. That's the cycle, I think. That's how they get you. It's just I basically just wanted to, you know, interact with my computer and like zone out, and that's a good game for that because I just I really didn't feel like getting involved in something heavily narrative based right now. Or, you know, something I feel like if if I try to play it, I can't just put it down again like, you know, Elden Ring. I'm not quite ready to get sucked into a big game again quite yet after uh, Horizon Forbidden West, basically. But, um, yeah, I, ch- I installed a few things on the Xbox app and finally got around to trying a couple of them earlier today, actually. I tried out uh, Vampire Survivors, which was heavily um, recommended. recommended, highly recommended by Zach. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Not he probably you. also said, hey, Brian, don't play this game because it looks pretty bad. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but um, I 
after a couple minutes, I got over that. It definitely is not my cup of tea. And it's not, you know, like the because it's pixel graphics and whatever. It's just like the whole, like the colors and everything that they pick is just like grating to me. It's just <laughs> not my style. But whatever, everyone has their own style. I'm sure somebody plays it and they're like, man, this is awesome. Uh, there's like, it, it swept the game podcast that I listened to by storm when it came out. And, uh, like there's a big fan base out there for vampire survivors. Well, I still haven't checked it out. Visual deck now stylings aside and audio actually. (laughs) Um, I find it weirdly intriguing and I will play more of it. I also like the fact that you can, unless I'm doing something wrong, I mean, there's no tutorial or anything. Uh, you can play the whole game with one hand, and that's kind of cool. So, like, I could be doing something else with my other hand, like... That TMI, bro. Drink- <laughs> <laughs> drinking a beer or browsing the web or something. <laughs> because you can play on a controller. Um... So yeah, as that far as I like can tell, it's like a perfect game that I should have been playing for the last eleven days while I have a newborn, and I haven't been playing it, so I feel like I missed out. Like so I'm gonna do that. Yeah, like I said, unless I'm doing something wrong, all you. No, I think you are. It, it, think... As far as I can tell, it auto attacks, and yes. the only thing you do is move around. Yep. And but unlock upgrades that's the very simple way of putting it like there's definitely a strategy to it i can see Mm -hmm. even after like my i played one run and it lasted about 11 minutes which actually felt like a half hour because you have to be moving constantly the whole time you never stop or you die um but basically yeah it's run based in a sense and um you move around enemies come from all directions all the time, kind of like playing like asteroids or something. And, uh, you try to get upgrades and stuff. Cause you can move in any direction. It's a top down view. Um, and basically every time you kill enough enemies and collect their, what they drop, you level up and you get to, select another ability which it gives you like a few random choices kind of like playing Hades or something yeah um and I think the more runs you do the more and the more achievements you unlock like surviving a minute or five minutes or whatever um you can unlock more random abilities that can be thrown into the pool um so that's pretty cool there's a little more to it than that, but uh, yeah. Really what it comes down to, though, is strategy of movement and picking your power-ups. And they all kind of auto-attack in different directions, and like, like each power-up you get just stacks on the other one. And you, so you... Like, my guy had two holy Bibles flying around him, like, splashing holy water on things... Mm-hmm. in like a few second loop and I had upgraded that to do more damage. And then he was also whipping in whichever direction I was walking at like a three second interval or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some other crazy shit going on. I had like five or six power ups going on. Um, and uh, there, there's different enemies as well. Like they all kind of just move at you, but they, kind of group up in different ways and some of them have way more hit points than others so you have to strategically move around them and there's ones that kind of encircle you and you have to find the way out as other enemies are also coming towards you it's 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 pretty wild um yeah don't mean to sell it short with my poor introduction of how i don't like how it looks but <laughs> that's that's not the most important part I know it's a video game. I just <laughs> no, wish I, think... I, I, I like my games to have a mix of everything and it has failed me in that department, but that's fine. Like I said, somebody else might think it's the most amazing looking thing ever. No, I think it's different strokes for different folks. Sometimes 
you know, you obviously you're you're an enthusiast of the PC kind. You have a very powerful machine. It's not like you want to be playing games that look like they could have run on a Sega Genesis. So, you know, I think it's fair. That doesn't bother me. It's just I have a personal preference for a certain type of color palette and whatnot. And it's just, just a lot of reds and yellows and greens and stuff that just doesn't do it for me personally. Definitely right. not really a big fan of red in general. So, Okay. Subjective. Yes. Um, the other one I did a bit of was hard, hard space ship breaker. I keep mixing that up in my head, like hard ship space breaker, breaker, breaker ship hard or I I don't know. Um, (laughs) shit hard turd breaker. I read about this game a bit. Uh, Like had I not read part of a review on it i honestly would have never checked it out because i would have assumed it was just like another sandbox game where you know (laughs) you you fly around doing busy work and that's the extent of it um however that's not really it there's kind of like an underlying narrative to the career mode and alex is dying but i'm trying to ignore it i broke him so bad I didn't even hear what you said, but that's fine. It's probably for the better <laughs> since I am still able to talk. Um, I just played the tutorial of that, but essentially you are um, a worker Red for a corporation in like a dystopian future, something you'd see like in, you know, like Blade Runner or Aliens like universe or something. And um, your job is to go out into space and cut up pieces of like salvage. And I I assume you work your way up to cutting up actual pieces of ships and uh, you have to move them around in like zero G. It's kind of like part puzzle part. um, I don't know dexterity i guess you could say but um it is a three-dimensional game and you have to watch out for the physics of things like objects if you try to move an object that is heavier than you with your uh grapple tool or whatever it's called um so there's like it'll large actually pieces of ships and like small pieces of ships yes and you can cut them too, which is also part of the game. You can cut the pieces of ships? Yes, into smaller pieces so you can move them. And then you collect them and you get paid. But you have a, a time limit and an oxygen limit, I think. And you're. Yeah. Is it, there any like substance that helps you move the ships like better or more regularly? The grapple tool helps you move the parts around. Oh, okay. But if they're too heavy and you try to grapple and move apart, you'll push yourself away from the part instead of pushing the part forward. Can you eat any of the pieces of ships? I don't think so. (laughs) Hmm. I haven't Uh tried. So, well, the other thing that I don't, I mean, I th- you touched on it a little bit with the physics, but I feel like, um, and maybe you haven't quite gotten there yet, but I know one of the things that I hear a lot of people talk about with this game is that, like, when you do get to the point where you are breaking apart bigger sections of ship, sometimes you might have some that have, like, fuel tanks in them, and so if you don't evacuate the fuel before you cut it off it will explode and kill you and you know yeah. things like that so there's like an order of operations kind of thing where like in order to either safely get the salvage or to extract the most value out of it you need to know how to properly uh you know deal with certain parts of different ships in mm-hmm. order to to do that so 
the game sounds really cool. Um, and it just hit 1.0 and is now on Game Pass, I think is what yes. happened recently that is, has more people talking about it. So I, I kind of was waiting for it to 1.0. I didn't really, not too big on the early access, so I, I'm excited to check it out at some point. The only thing I'm disappointed in is I I may have gotten it confused with another game I had wishlisted for, on Steam. Because there's just a lot of these, I feel, in this genre. Um, but uh, I thought it had co-op, and it does not. It is strictly a single-player mm. affair. I, I, f- I feel like co-op would be very interesting. As like Deep Rock Galactic, which is something that I confuse it with often, even though they're different. Yeah, I've played a fair amount of that. It's definitely a lot different because you're yeah. not you're not moving around in zero G's, which no. I think this game would be awesome in VR. Mm, that'd be sweet. Because I I've I remember playing around. I don't remember what game it was that you could play around with with the Oculus Rift. That was like a zero G game. It was it was really cool. Um, I feel like this would lend itself well to that. Uh. Yeah, basically, the the part that I read about that I wasn't aware of in the review is that, like, there's, like, uh, an underlying narrative of, I mean, you're working for this corporation, but you're in, basically in debt to them, and you can barely make ends meet, or, and, uh... I think at some point you get approached about, I mean, slight spoilers here. Like you get approached by a union or something and there's more going on than you, you realize. That's kind of very relevant to right now too. Cause this is happening a lot. <laughs> yeah. And there's also like the, some of the world building is that like the corporation you're working for has your DNA. Yeah. And whenever you die, they generate a spare of you. And they move your brain over to that spare. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also they charge you money every time yes. you die and they have to do that, which gets you further into debt, I believe. So anyway. Yeah. It's kind of a depressing <laughs> affair right now, but I, I have a feeling the story goes somewhere semi-positive eventually. That would be cool. I'm hoping it's not too deep though. Cause like I said, I'm not looking to get into that yet (laughs) all right anything else that is all okay i can go pretty quickly here i did finally beat elden ring i didn't like beat all the content i didn't see everything that the game had to offer but i finished the final boss and uh it was hard (laughs) but rewarding and it is the first Souls like I've ever beaten, and I enjoyed it a lot. And it's a very good video game. We've already talked a lot about Elden Ring. <laughs> I really know that I need to say a whole lot more. How yeah. does finishing one make you feel, though? Like on a personal level, like do you feel like a better human being now because you can finish one of those games? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm never one. It didn't. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't red pill me into being like one of those people that's like, oh yeah, you can only, you can't, you can never co-op a Souls game ever. Can't use magic, it's cheating. cheating. Can't use magic. I used magic the entire time. So yeah, I don't know. It's, what was your final clock? Oh, man. Uh, somewhere under 120, I think. Okay. Probably like 118, I think. I'll have to double check that. Uh, my final level was like 140 something, I think. Wow! But um, that's crazy. Yeah, no, no. I it, don't think I've broken a hundred yet. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I again, I I'm playing. I'm playing like three different characters, like yeah, in three true. different playthroughs. So if you add them together, you're at level 307. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm not fully devoted to one particular character. I'm more you- more devoted to the samurai than any others, but that's. When you thing. play three different characters, do you just retread the same path, or do you like go off in a different direction or something with each character? Uh, well, I think starting off with this game, like it, it kind of just helps to clear the first area in terms of like leveling. Um, I don't really understand what the first area is still. 
when you come when you come <laughs> out of the uh I can't remember the names now, but the main chapel from the intro of the game, like when you come out of that and it and it's the open world of the, of the land between or whatever, like that first area there's like at least five smaller dungeons like in in within the immediate area that you can like you can tackle like right off the bat so um, is the one in the swamp with the like monkeyish cavemen people uh that's kind of like north i think is that in the starting area or is that too far away i don't really understand like I just kept going. Are you talking about the vi- the villagers that get attacked by the dragon or no. like the ruins that are there with people or it's kind of in like an alcove in the swamp? Mm, the northern no. part of the swamp, there's like a cave. Maybe you never found it. I don't know. No, I probably I, I've seen more than this game than you have. Um. Anyways, I like I don't go off in in necessarily particular different areas per se. I think it. Like I said, I think it it benefits the player to kind of just work through the beginning area on its own just for the sake of leveling. But for instance, the the tree knight that's at the very beginning, like approaching the church of Ella, like I took like with my first character, like it took me a while before I felt confident enough to like fight him. But then my (laughs) next character, like I had zero issues jumping on horseback and just kicking that guy's ass like. I laugh because I don't think I ever fought that guy. <laughs> you get you get a really sick like halberd from him, but that's like, good. but that's the thing is like it it really just depends on your confidence with the game. Like if you're one mm-hmm. of those people that like jumps into a Souls game and you can just like go balls out like right off the bat, like that's that's one thing. If you're the type of person that like you know wants to pace yourself, like you can pace yourself. That's that's the difference between this game and other Souls games. Like you can approach it any way that you want whereas the other games just kind of have you in in a hallway and it's like you got to get from a to b through the hallway and you don't really have any other choice and and that's like i mean that's that's fine like you know being being railroaded through a particular game or whatever but i i i just that's why i think elden ring stands out is because it's so much more inviting to anybody who doesn't want to feel like they're just going to get their ass kicked constantly you yeah. still could end up getting your ass kicked constantly in this, but at least you kind of have a choice between getting your ass kicked or not. I'm, or, I'm really, or at least it feels that way. I'm really interested to understand what this means for the future of their games. Can they ever go backwards? Can they make a game that is hallways? I mean, obviously still with different shortcuts and things that you discover in hidden areas and whatnot just like all of them are but can they make a game that is just another type of bloodborne or does it need to be this big all-encompassing open world that elden ring is otherwise people will continue to be will will be disappointed in it because it's not elden ring i think i think it depends i think it depends on a couple of things like for one like the main thing is like are they do they do they as a developer get more out of it from a narrative standpoint to approach it in this open world sense like did, were they able to like create a bigger sense of lore and is that what they enjoy most about creating these games or is it just making a punishing environment that makes you regret even purchasing it in the first <laughs> place you know like yeah i think being railroaded in like the old games is more punishing and i like again playing elden ring has made me want to go back and play dark souls 3 and bloodborne and like try those again and just see and i still i haven't given sekiro a shot but i would like to and all i can think of is like as soon as i'm done with elden ring i want to go back and and try and like actually beat bloodborne because I absolutely love that game and I would love to see what they do with a more open world version of that Mm -hmm. considering like what they were able to do with the lore of Elden Ring specifically. And yeah, I I don't know. Like it'll be interesting to see what, what they do. I think they, they did. They, they have, they kind of hinted towards Bloodborne too. 
sort of recently. I don't know. I, I thought actually, something I came haven't. out saying like they're they are working on something and like to to be excited because it was an existing franchise or something like that. Interesting. That could well, be Armored Core. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they are working on an Armored Core game. I, I think they are definitely working on an Armor. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but there was something else. I think they were teasing, and I'm pretty sure that it's Bloodborne too. I don't remember where I saw it, but. I, I just I think know. from the standpoint that, like, this game was so big and got so many more people to try it out. As you said, it felt way more accessible because it feels like it solved some of the things that people didn't like about these kinds of games in terms of being able to go and do other things instead of just being railroaded down the same hallway that's going to kill you over and over again at the same spot because you're really bad at the game and you haven't figured it out yet. Can can they make a game that will still be satisfying to those people, but is on a smaller scale than what Elden Ring is? I'm very curious to see what they do with that, and if it if it hits as big as Elden Ring does, or does it just end up being like, hey, you know, we're gonna make this little thing here, and then we're gonna go back and do Elden Ring two, you know? I, right. I could see that being something that they do as well. So. I mean, maybe they're just ready to <clears throat> branch out a bit more because I I feel like Sekiro is a step in a different direction as well. It does not feel like it has some of the holdovers from the souls games as far as like how difficult it is. I mean, it's more difficult, I would say, (laughs) but, uh, and just like the, the bosses you have to fight and stuff, but it doesn't feel the same. It's, it's so much quicker and more precise feeling. Mm -hmm. And you have like the weird gadget arm thing and you can get up on rooftops and all this fun stuff. You can jump. It's like, yeah. it's a different thing. It doesn't feel like just more souls to me. And, True. Yeah. And this is kind of the same way. It's like, I mean, yeah, it has souls elements to it, but the whole openness of it and the fact that I honestly, the one thing I do like, and I think one of the reasons a lot of people have uh, embraced this one that haven't embraced the old from software games is that it, it feels less punishing mm-hmm. like, cause you're not just stuck beating your head against the wall in one spot. Like when I found this dungeon, which I found the name of it, it's Lakeside crystal cave. Um, it was very dark and I fell down a deep hole several times and I got killed by some sort of frost snails and that made me mad. So I left. Mm-hmm. I just teleported back to the other dungeon that I had found first. And then I just finished that one because it seemed easier to me then because I had found something else that was harder. And I, yeah. yeah, like I think that's where this game excels is that you don't have to, if you really don't want to, you don't have to keep trying the same thing over and over again. For sure. Absolutely. I look forward to you playing more of it so that we can like keep talking about the Elden Ring for the rest of 2022, because that's basically... Yeah, that, that was my goal, actually. I was going to hey, wait. It, it beats talking about <laughs> Destiny for the first four years of the podcast. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. Oh, I'm trying to keep that alive, too, but you guys yeah. keep shutting me down. I, th- I think, in general, like they needed to step out of their comfort zone, them, they being FromSoft, um, because you got a game like Black Myth Wukong coming out, which if you've been paying any attention to that, no, looks, never heard of it. John you, talked you about ha- it on the podcast. Cause I have, wasn't listening. You've probably you've sure. probably seen trailers for it because one, it looks incredible. Up. It's an Unreal Five game, and it looks really, really good. It mm. looks yeah. unbelievably awesome, and it follows like Chinese mythology and is really cool looking and sounding and amazing. And I think. They felt they needed to like kind of break out of their their shell a bit, and because you're going to have games like Black Myth coming out, they had Neo out there. Excuse me, you know Jedi yeah. Fallen Order's been there too. Like everybody's trying to do the From Software thing, and I think they remain to be pretty singular in what they're able to do. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I think them continuing to put their stamp on what they do is. Uh, yeah. Probably something that they would like to keep doing. And I can appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, I, I can, like, I, I mean, I haven't beaten Elden Ring, so I can't say, but I'm assuming, like, with all the world building they've done in this game, 
they're probably going to have some kind of sequel or something, you know. People, yeah, supposedly there's DLC, DLC coming. Like who knows yeah. what that's going to be? Like so yeah. I don't I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. And then just speaking of Jedi Fallen Order, the the second of uh, that sequel is that. was just announced. It's coming out next so year. So I need to actually play the first one. You should. You it's really should. It's really good. Is it on good. Steam Deck? I don't know. Or, sh- I or should I just I get it on PS5? Uh, I mean, you can you get it through I... Steam, so you might be able to you, play it on Steam Deck. You might be able to play it through Game Pass. Yeah, I, I also believe it is of... free through Game Pass. I don't see it coming up when I search for... Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Okay. Yeah, so that, I honestly do it there, but um, yeah, no, it's it's very good. You should check it out. I'd be willing to go back and play that again before the new one yeah. comes out because I don't remember it very much. Plus, I I had some weird like performance issues with it before, and there's no way I would now. Yeah, and just with Obi Wan being on right now, and yep. I don't know if you guys watched episode three, but yeah, yep. I am yep. so amped. I'm so amped on Star Wars again. <laughs> so yep. I would have rather that, talked about that in our side quest than uh, we can talk about that too. Album. Why not? We talk about that and the album because you I probably just, have nothing to say about the album. You're probably just like, yeah, it was music, <laughs> music to my ears. Anyway, it was, it was um, music, and I listened to it, and it was okay. It's a band. So I made some very good choices, and um, it turns out that the week that my daughter arrived, I bought both an Xbox Series X and a Steam Deck. And um, I've played about 10 minutes of video games on both of them. Um, I continued <laughs> to play Yudin Chronicle on the Xbox Series X, uh, which is on Game Pass. I talked about it a little bit last time. Uh, not a whole lot more to report about it, but it does seem like a very, like, I think it's about 12 hours long from what I hear. And you're doing little quests that take you to different parts of like dungeons and things like that. And I'm kind of, I'm enjoying it. I look forward to playing more of it. So maybe more on that later. Um, but then I did break into a little bit of, uh, aperture desk job, which is the game that valve put out with the steam deck. Um, I was very happy to find that they got JK Simmons back as the voice of cave Johnson. Ooh, nice. Is- fantastic and one of my favorite characters from portal 2 i'm a um, massive fan of the guy who plays the robot yeah nate bargazzi right yeah he's that's, one of my favorite yeah. comedians I, as soon as i heard his voice i was like holy shit that's nate bargazzi isn't it they do a really good job they get like steven merchant was one of the orbs and uh he was wheatley in portal 2 right <laughs> i think like like yeah. not only does nate bargazzi like in general have one of the most distinctive voices in comedy but he also is really good at the voice acting thing. Absolutely, yeah. Like no, I was he was, he was fantastic at how good. I I haven't. That's the thing. I've only played like a little bit of it. Um, but it seems very good. The writing seems very sharp. It, it's a very cool exploration of the hardware of the Steam Deck as well. So Valve is really good at kind of doing that. Like I, I think I mentioned previously, they put out the lab when the HTC Vive came out, which is a bunch of little, um experiences for vr stuff and then i think eventually they put out the the aperture hand lab or something like that when they put out the index i never really got around to playing that one so i should check it out um but yeah uh aperture desk job pretty cool and then uh i did play a little bit of rogue legacy 2 now that that's out and i have a steam deck to play it on uh this is a sequel to rogue legacy which is a rogue light game uh, you're doing different runs, and the cool thing about this one is that instead of just playing the same character over and over again, um, you you're you're playing descendants of the first character that you play as. You get kind of three choices of different characters that have different abilities and things about them, but they also have genetic traits that they can receive. Things like um, sometimes they have diarrhea, and it just is like a distracting thing that makes it hard for the game to play a little bit. Sometimes they have things like, um, they have some sort of like congenital, uh, like, uh, vision disease that makes it so that you have to play the game upside down. Like it'll turn, it'll turn the screen upside down for that particular run with that character until they die and you get a new one. So in some ways it's a little bit annoying, but you know, I haven't found any of those new yet. I assume there's a couple in there at least cause the old game had a bunch of those as well, but. 
still a super solid game. Uh, very, very fun for people who like things like a Castlevania or even like a Metroid-style game, but they want a little bit of rogueness to it. Um, you do collect gold, and you can unlock things in the town before the castle to kind of make your runs a little bit easier. Things that make your character stronger unlock different characters that you can play as different classes, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, increase the amount of life that you're going to start with and things like that. There's also the ability, you can pay some amount of gold to lock the castle in place. So if you got really far one time and uh, you want to go back and explore the same castle again, you can basically lock it down and try to get even further or go back to things that you might have missed, um, that kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. John, I think, did you try it out a little bit as well? I, yeah, I did. I played I played about an hour's worth Um it I it, it is it looks great on the Steam Deck. It plays mm-hmm. perfectly on that platform. Um I just like I'm the type of person that like I find a character I like and I want to stick with it and that style of gameplay makes it very <laughs> difficult to do that. Yeah. So I, I find that slightly frustrating, but uh that doesn't mean it's not great. I think it has a lot of greatness in it. Um I would like to give it more of a shot, but I don't know how uh how likely you are to do how that. likely that is yeah just just yeah. because i got to keep got to keep on trucking i can't it's interesting i feel like in that case like that makes sense why dead cells would click more with you than something like this they're very similar games really honestly uh in a lot of ways but um maybe dead cells is missing some of the like you know it's, upgrading it, the town and yeah, giving dead, your yeah dead cells isn't like it's not yeah. as like punishing with it yeah um and it like the overall mechanics pretty much stay the same throughout. Mm-hmm. Like there are little upgrades and things you get like as you play, but it's nothing that like drastically changes how your character plays. And you can't just get completely screwed by the random number yes. generator. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But no, I, I get it. That makes sense. Um but yeah, I think that's all that I've played so far, uh and within the past couple of weeks and <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get to play a whole lot more, but I am planning to... I know Vampire Survivors is out on Game Pass, but I want to play it on the Steam Deck, so I'll probably pay the $3 or whatever it is to purchase that. <laughs> I, I think that would be a good investment for you, because yeah. then you can hold the Steam Deck in one hand and play while you're holding the baby in the other. Yeah, I think that <laughs> that totally works. That makes sense. I should have figured that out a long time ago, like 10 days ago, because I could have definitely talked about that more but anyway john did you play anything else um i'm trying to think i i spent a like an a excessive amount of time in the pga 2k 21 character creator to make my character look even more like me um i don't know if that counts i played one round of golf five yeah, I played one round of golf by myself, I think, last Sunday. No, last Monday. Like, just because I was sitting around and had nothing to do while the baby was napping and I wanted to play games, but I didn't really feel like playing Elden Ring at the time because I didn't want... I, I didn't want to get into it and then have to put it down. So, mm-hmm. I just spent more of my time just playing with that stupid-ass character creator to make my guy look as dumb as I could. <laughs> so... But I had to make him 20 pounds lighter, so that was cool. <laughs> there you go. That's a positive. Yeah. So, other than that, no, I, I haven't I haven't played anything else. I have things I want to play. There's stuff on yeah. my list of things to do, but um, I'm not quite there yet. I do... I, Stray comes out next month. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying the to think of what else. Where he plays a cat. Yeah. I saw that um, the Hitman trilogy is on sale right now on PS... Plus or whatever on, on the PlayStation Network, I was considering possibly buying that just because. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sold on that quite yet. And also then there's like a, there's like FYI. a million Warhammer <laughs> games that are for sale. Yeah, and I'm like, are any of these any good? Because they put out so many of them, it can't be quality over quantity or quality and quantity combined. It's it's they're probably all terrible. Um, I've but they're so cheap. About Vermintide. Uh, the Vermintide games, but other than that, like that, and that's very much like a um, 
Left for Dead situation. Good to play co-op with a bunch yeah, of people. Uh, Vermintide 2 is 750 on Green Man right now. Yeah, Chaos I mean, Bane, 780. Vermintide, the, the end times, $3. I think you can play Total War Warhammer 3 or something through Game Pass for free. Those games say, are supposed to be good, but that's a time investment to learn how to yeah. play that Space stuff. Wolf, The Great Awakening, $2.40. Blood Bowl 2, $5.85. Hired Gun, which is like the newest of all of these games, is $17. Like, hmm. And Hired Gun looks sick. It looks like a Doom. It almost looks like Doom. Well, it is just I mean, there there's so many of these Warhammer games and I'm sitting here like, do I do I just buy like all of them? Because I could I'd spend like 50 bucks and I'd have like 100 games to play and no time to play them and no time to play them. But I don't know. Well, yeah. Good luck in your journey into Warhammer. That's all. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's not a ton of news that we had pulled up and ready to go. Um, I know that, uh, you know, the Norman Reedus talking about Death Stranding 2 was a thing. Uh, but the biggest thing that happened, Sony had a state of play last week on Thursday. Uh, and there were some pretty big announcements that came out about it, uh, or during it. Um, they had, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. They showed a trailer for Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, looks... Nice and scary. It looks very pretty in the RE engine. Um, I'm curious to play it and see why they chose to make remake the game that is extremely popular and well-renowned and understand if they can really do something new with, with Resident Evil 4. Brian, did you ever play Resident Evil 4? I did not. Okay. I probably should. I actually should go back to 2 remake and yeah that's true finish it finish that yeah i'm i'm excited for resident evil 4 um which is no shock to anybody because i like the resident evil games so well 4 is one of the best ones in the series Absolutely. yeah i only um, finished one of the worst ones <laughs> march 24th 2023 is when that is coming uh very exciting uh john talked about stray they showed the uh the trailer for that coming in July, also coming to PC, which is cool. Uh, you play as a stray cat. It looks like in some sort of robot world, and uh, it looks very pretty, and uh, the cat is very cute. And, uh, yeah. It seems like a, an adventure game. It's available on Steam. Do all nice. of the fun things cats can do, including lick your own butt. Nice. Good. Glad glad they could build that feature in there. <laughs> uh, July 19th, that's coming. It's an Annapurna Interactive game, of course. Um, big you news. Like lick, is... lick the touchpad on the controller for that action? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just a rumor. <laughs> and it, uh, I'm wrong, but <laughs> sign me up. Four years after release, Spider-Man is coming to PC. This is Insomniac Spider-Man coming in August, August 12th. Uh, it is the remastered version that came out on the PlayStation 5 that has ray tracing and all that nice stuff. Um, so very cool to see them still bring their games out to PC for everybody, even if it's not, you know, exactly time timely. But the game is great, and I hope uh, more people enjoy playing it when it's available to them. Um, there's some Street Fighter 6 shown off. With Chun Li, uh, they're doing an open world invitation. Um, the game looks really, really cool. I mean, it kind of some of the gameplay that they were showing later, like there's some of this like glowy, like light stuff that looks really cool and probably looks great in HDR, and kind of reminds me of like the Street Fighter Four announcement when that came out, like the very inky, yeah. like art style type stuff, just with a lot more color to it. So. That looks really cool. I'm not really a Street Fighter person, but, uh, you know, hopefully people are excited about that. Ryu has a beard now. Excuse me, Ryu. Um, and Ken's a hobo. Is he? <laughs> That's what everybody's made. Like, they showed off, That's like, funny. Ken in his getup, and he basically looks like he's homeless. And so, like, everybody was making fun of him on the internet about how, like, homeless Ken is, like, the new character. 
Let me see homeless. I shouldn't laugh. Being homeless. I don't know. I don't know if he's in this trailer. I think they found pictures of him elsewhere on the internet, but he's basically like he looks homeless. It's really sad. We got. I I gotta find it now. Ken, three fighter six. Fans are laughing at the. uh, Okay, Street Fighters Ken has fallen on hard times, and fans are (laughs) laughing, according to, uh, uh, Kotaku. Here, yeah. Where is this even from? What is this? I don't know. Anyway, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, that's um, it. That's the picture of him. <laughs> that's great. That's great. He's uh, he's like wearing like a hoodie and like he just looks like a hobo. <laughs> the uh, the they also announced that Resident Evil Village is getting VR content for PlayStation VR two, which is very exciting in my opinion. Um, I, I believe I did mention that, um, I feel as though the fast pace of this game might be tough in VR, but maybe the, uh, the PSVR 2 hardware is up to the task to keep giving you a very high refresh rate and make sure that you're not vomiting everywhere when you're trying to not be killed by very tall vampire women. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. More PSVR 2 news is always welcome. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy 16 gameplay was shown off. It looked very cool, but uh, also like it has a lot of proper nouns because it's a Final Fantasy game, so I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to do that. But they showed off the summons. Bahamut and Ifrit look awesome. Uh, the, the art looks very pretty. They showed off some of the gameplay. It looks a lot like uh, it looks a lot like the Final Fantasy VII remake to me, but with maybe a little bit more cinematic camera going on during the fighting, which is pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I man, sixteen. When does the number go away from the Final Fantasy games? That's my question. When the Final when they, Fantasy has happened, they just title it the Final Fantasy. Will they ever? It goes away when they've when they started combining all the characters into one universe, like Brave Exodus and all that. You know, it's like Final Fantasy Brave Exodus contains characters from every single Final Fantasy throughout history. Yeah, like I guess if you get to sixteen and you still have it, it's not like you're gonna get rid of it because then you're like, you know, Final Fantasy twenty five. But I don't know. Don't they have ones where it's like X two and stuff like that or whatever? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm still speaking of like the mainline Final Fantasy game. There's there's plenty of like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and all that type of stuff, but like, when are they like this is the new Final Fantasy and it's a Final Fantasy? Some I don't know. Maybe there's no point in trying a distinction there. But uh, summer 2023 that seems to be coming. Uh, there's a Roller Drome game coming from the makers of Ali Ali World. Uh, looks pretty slick. You're like roller skating around arenas and shooting people while doing it looks very stylish yeah i watched that one that looks fun yeah skating on the walls and doing flips and stuff yeah it's it's just splatoon with actual killing (laughs) (laughs) and yeah good point pretty good pretty good um and then uh tunic coming to playstation 4 and 5 september 27th that's Wonderful news for them. Uh, I will Everyone should buy, buy it, it again. Yeah, because I love it so much. Um, and then they announced a game called The Callisto Protocol from the creator of Dead Space. First announced in 2020, it got uh, a gameplay trailer. And it looked pretty neat. Looked uh, pretty terrifying. Yes, definitely. Lots of weird body horror stuff. Speaking of Cronenberg, um, but yeah, no, looks cool. It, it reminded me of that. I almost thought it was a Dead Space trailer for the new for the remake when it first came out. A uh, couple other things here as well. Season: A Letter to the Future. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about this one, but it looks very pretty, kind of cell shaded ish, uh, photography based action. Um, seems interesting very pretty and then uh eternites according to kotaku is mixing romance with fighting 
So maybe it's a dating sim with like other attacking stuff. I don't know. Who knows? Not for me. Like boyfriend but, dungeon. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Even less for me than boyfriend. Or did you dungeon. forget about boyfriend dungeon? I would never forget about boyfriend dungeon. So, yeah, I think that's it for news so far. Uh, there's probably might. I assume there's. I'm gonna think of something that was really big that we missed uh, about ten, 10 minutes after we finished this episode. But, um, no, it's yeah. I we're getting in that weird not E3 time frame. There might be some big announcements. There might not be. I think Microsoft has a thing next week. The 13th is their showcase. Uh, at which people were assuming we would see more of Starfield. Um, and I assume that'll still be the case, even though it's been delayed. I mean, but, I'll uh, be honest. I was a little disappointed with the Sony thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I was, ex- I was expecting it was more. pretty light. I was expecting more, and I was expecting bigger. June 14th, excuse me, is the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. Uh, Yeah, no, I feel like um, this would have been, if it was E3, E3, they probably would have been like, hey, this is PSVR 2 in motion and working, and here's demos of people playing it. But I think COVID has very much made them be like, hey... We don't know if this thing is going to be out early 2022, 2023 or late 2023 due to supply issues. So they're probably playing things a lot closer to the best than they than they would like to or would have in the past would be my guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there weren't a whole lot of like big. There's not like you saw any updates on like Wolverine or Spider-Man 2, that kind of thing. God of War, which is recently delayed but like god of war ragnarok which is recently delayed but i don't think necessarily pushed out of 2022 yet let me confirm that um yeah still still has a 2022 date but was kind of you know i think there was a video of cory barlog out there being like it's gonna take us a little longer than we anticipated but we're excited to show you more when we can that kind of thing um so you know theoretically we could still see a god of war game but the fact that they didn't like show anything on it yet kind of makes it feel more like it's going to be next year Instead of yeah. this year. It might be in the same time slot that Horizon slipped to when it came out this year. So. We shall see. But that's the thing, is that I feel like we're not super tied to E3 anymore. And the big announcements don't just have to come now. I think Microsoft is very... It is their brand right now to be like, hey we love gamers and gamers love gamer Christmas. Let's do a showcase in June. Cause that's what gamers love. And so, you know, we'll see if they have anything crazy to show off, but, uh, all of their games got delayed from this year. Like there's, not, they had Starfield. <laughs> now they don't have Starfield. So, I don't know of anything else that's like super big on the Microsoft slate anymore at this point. I'm still pretty disappointed that I can't play the Halo campaign in co-op yet. Yeah. That's been delayed too. too. So it's kind of like, you know, like I, I would never go so far. I know there's a lot of like weird discourse on the internet about this right now. And I would not go so far as to say like game pass is not worth it, but the whole thing about Game Pass for me and the pricing for it was kind of like, hey, I need to get two video games out of this thing a year that I would have paid fifty nine ninety nine for, and then it's worth it. And those big Microsoft games aren't there this year, you know? Like, I'm sure something will come up, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of little stuff, but, like, I can get Vampire Survivors for $3 on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Bought yeah. tunic for twenty, you know. Uh it's it's interesting. It's very interesting to see where things are going. Plus, you know, Sony's whole Sony's subscription thing happens this month. 
don't know what day, don't know how many days of that subscription I'm going to have after my shit is all converted. I don't know how any of that's going to work. <laughs> I think there was some news about that because it kind of launched in Asia and they were charging people thousands of dollars if they had upgraded their account because they had several years of PSN stacked, like 10 years of PSN stacked, and they were making you pay for the upgrade for the duration of your ins- your subscription if you were going to upgrade. But supposedly they walked it back and were like, that was a mistake, question mark. <laughs> that was so, a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They Ron Burgundied that one, for sure. So, anyway... Yeah, video games. Things are weird right now. But, I don't know. We'll find stuff to play. Maybe I'll finally give you guys these Evil Deads, and you're going to get them for free because I don't even think I can return them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's alright. We'll play it. We'll find time. it's, It's been three weeks, and I still have the same amount of Evil Deads that I did last time we recorded. We just need to actually like get in the in the Discord and like set up time to get a group together to do it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. It'll how be many? Like, it, what is it? Eight player again, or is it only like five? Like one? I'm v5? not sure. It might only be like one v four, one v five. I don't know. Tim knows these things because he's actually played it. Go listen to the horror movie yearbook <laughs> if you want to hear about video games. I thought he's been mainly playing single player though. I think so. I think I think he's played a little bit of both, but I don't know. We'll see. I can just, you know, get that to you guys and yeah. can check it out. I'm sure I'm gonna be absolutely terrible at it, so Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. You know. The the usual, as expected. <laughs> Alright. Well that's all I've got. Right on. Um yeah, if uh, <clears throat> if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call SideQuest. Today we're going to talk about some music, an album that I gave these two guys as homework last time, The Architect by the band Idola. Uh, if you want to listen to that and then come listen to the SideQuest, maybe you will have similar thoughts to these guys or not. Or maybe you will just, you know, talk about how amazing the album is and how it touched your life like me. Um, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about Obi-Wan as yeah, well. Some Obi-Wan spoilers. Obi-Wan. I'm so it's I'm so into it, man. It's Are so you, stupid. Did you I catch hate, up on Better Call Saul? No, I've been I have not. I <sighs> we start we started rewatching The Office for the twelfth time. So <laughs> that's where I've been I spending. I can't fault that, you for that. <laughs> yeah. The fair. extracurricular time. Um but yeah, man, I there's something about the Star Wars shows that just make me smile every time. It doesn't like I. It's so ah, it just makes me happy. Well, no matter it. how the internet shits on it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail dot com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate, rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. You can also, if you're, uh, if you join the Patreon. For five dollars or or more, or maybe it's even I don't. Did you change it, Alex? To no, cheaper? I think it's five bucks. No. For five bucks, you can join our Discord and you can talk to us whenever you want. Is the Discord is pretty lively between everybody in there? I I don't join in as much because I feel like most of the conversation happens in the horror movie yearbook channel, hmm. but that's because those guys like I the 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 listeners who are more active in there are also big horror movie fans so i feel yes. like they all have a lot to, that they want to talk about all the time mm-hmm. i mean and, uh there's more content to talk about too 
Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, there's more They're than just than that. We, we've got we've got a whole Disney channel too in there, and we've got like a music channel to talk about music. And Nick had a prompt that he brought up that I went ape shit on, and <laughs> everybody else they just posted like one album, and I'm like, no, we have to make it a whole experience. And then I just like went way overboard, super extra on that one. Sorry, Nick. I went so extra, nobody responded to anything I said. That's how extra I went. <laughs> I'm so, sure Nick appreciated it, but he is also in the in the throes of caring for a very small baby. So yeah, but you can put headphones a, on. That's all. A, well, you can put headphones on, but he's also probably somewhat. Delirious, well, he has so. he has two babies, so yeah, yeah. That's that's so. harder. Anyways, uh, yeah. Next time, I don't know what we're talking about. We'll figure it out. Yep. You'll if you're in the Discord, maybe you want to tell us what you want to hear. We might talk about video games next time. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but anyways, thanks uh, thanks for hanging with us this time, and we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.